You're listening to a podcast from 702. Not quite the same thing, but someone has just pointed out uh, there used to be a chap called Pete Lamini. Hey, who was a gardener in KZN. And of course, uh, you'll remember he was most famous for defending the AWB. It's just uh, gone eight uh, minutes past uh, five o'clock. And that, of course, uh, is all in reference to the tweet that went out uh, at the weekend. In fact, it went out uh, yesterday and was quickly deleted off our account. And uh, and in it, of course, uh, it has caused great, great offense on the idea of comparing um, black uh, 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 people, I suppose, black children to to, to little puppies. Uh, there's been much discussion around that. But I've also, of course, uh, noted something that's very, very interesting coming out of EWN there with uh, uh, Tara Penny, the idea that Alta uh, says that Mineral Resources Minister Museben Zizwane, uh, his conduct relates uh, what, to what they're calling uh, to treason. And they want him charged. Uh, this is, of course, uh, around um, you know his involvement uh, with uh, the Gupta family and the links uh, you know that uh, relate to that. What I find particularly interesting is the idea that uh, it's all based solely on the leaks, because initially there was much discussion around whether or not these could be taken as fact. And so, if there's a court process, if there's a you know a legal uh, you know, process underway that basically takes all of these as fact. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens in the coming days around that. Because if nothing else, perhaps uh, we will uh, look at the Gupta leaks as fact or not. Uh, because the standard for courts, of course, is going to be much higher than the fact that. Uh, we appear, or at least that nobody has denied them to be that. But moving on then uh, to another issue, I'm happy to say that uh, we are now joined on the line uh, by uh, a person who's put her hand up uh, in uh, the race to succeed President Jacob Zuma. And that's, of course, uh, none other than the Minister of Human Settlements, Lindiwe Sisulu. Good afternoon, and uh, thank you for joining us, Minister. Hi, hi, good afternoon. Why have you put your hand up to be a possible <laughs> leader for the African National Congress? Why would anybody put their hands up? Well, have you asked that question of uh, the Deputy President? Have you asked that of uh, Dr. Zuma? But I'm talking to you, Minister Sisulu. Oh, okay. Why are you in oh, the running? Okay. Uh, because uh, after a long while, I succumbed to a lot of uh, persuasion, and um, I thought, well, you know, if um, when it comes down to what's important, I'm either part of the solution or part of the problem, and I am opting to be part of the solution. And I put my hand up to say, well... If uh, if there's anything that I would be required to do, I am able to do, I will do it. It's just five months left before the conference in December. You are surely, uh, you know, you've lost some ground here. Oh, yes. Oh, certainly. You know, I've been very adamant that we will follow the ANC tradition. And the ANC tradition is that nobody starts lobbying before the policy conference. Because it is at the policy conference where the modus operandi of how we run campaigns, how we run elections, is determined and accepted. Uh, but um, that, that seems to have been pushed aside um, and uh, completely ignored. But I have been absolutely adamant. This is the way it is done. This is the way it is always done. This is our policy, and I'll stick to it. And it is only after the policy conference 
that I decided I was going to engage with this matter because it was, for me, the appropriate time. A lot of uh, time has gone by, but I don't regret it. I will stick by the book, whatever the cost is. Minister, one of the issues that this necessarily raises is, of course, uh, should you be successful or any of the candidates that are in the running Mm -hmm. uh, get the prize, is what would happen to your then would-be predecessor. And one of the things that's now being discussed is a possible amnesty for President Zuma to Mm -hmm. keep the ANC united. Well, you know, that, 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 that the two matters here that we're talking about when we're talking about uh, uh, what, what happens to Comrade Zuma after, after the election, the one that you're talking about is actually a legal matter which would reside in the brain of the courts uh, and would probably be best argued by legal practitioners. Um, I was about to say because you know it may not be up to it may not be up to the politicians. No, it it, it may not at all. Depending, it, it actually does depend on what happens hereafter, uh, and therefore I would not be in a position to indicate what would happen in the courts of law. What I am able to talk about is what the ANC is discussing, what the ANC would be inclined to do, uh, and because that is my terrain. Yes, you've been you've been quoted. You've been quoted as saying that uh, the idea of a political solution such as a deal is part and parcel of the culture of the ANC. But I suppose even without preempting what will happen in Bloemfontein, uh, many people would say, surely it's not about the culture of the ANC. Surely it should be about the country. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying to you, it depends on what you're talking about. When I'm I'm talking about... uh, uh, when I was asked about the issue of uh, amnesty, I was talking from the perspective of what the ANC would be weighing up and saying that we, we as the ANC did forgive the most heinous crimes. I was not talking about the legal aspects of what would happen in Bloemfontein at all. That is completely outside my terrain. Uh, I was talking from the perspective of what the ANC would weigh up as what is possible and what is not possible. Talking and about I think my view is that the ANC would be more inclined to keep the unity of the ANC uh, um, at, at all costs, but that has nothing to do with the legal matters that you're referring to now. All right, let's let's I mean let's talk about the forgiveness that you would have to do. One of the things the weekend papers quoted you as saying was that you said, and I quote here: "I do not think you woke up in the morning and decided this is the route I'm going to take." End quote. What route precisely? might you be talking about and what sins are these that you would need to forgive? I actually don't know what the context of that, uh, of that phrase is. The route that I was talking about is I don't know how... I, di- I didn't wake up in the morning and decide that I'm going to stand for presidency, which is very different from what we're talking about. All right, but let's then refer to what you've just said here. If okay. you were to forgive Sins? What sins might you have to forgive against the president? Um, oh, God. How, where do I start? Uh, We've got so, time. Uh, we, have, we have time. Uh, the, the context of the conversation runs this way. I've been insisting for a very long time that there should be disciplinary processes that are put in place to deal with this problem that we have this huge problem that we have of the perception of the public about ourselves that emanate from the Gupta leaks. I've been saying that we in the ANC and in our internal 
machinery have the capacity to deal with that. Even as we talk about um, what the state will do about that, which is a different matter, but we have the we have the machinery and the capacity to deal with those matters, and that is to call in the people who are named in those ma- e- emails to ask them to explain themselves. And if we find that, in fact, they are in any way culpable, we would take them through the disciplinary processes. And that would be all of us. Me, the president, the deputy president, you, are you a member of the ANC? No. Okay, fine. You, if you were a member of the ANC, anybody who would be named in those emails which have brought the, the ANC into such deep, uh, deep dis, uh, dis, uh, repute uh, would need to answer. Minister, and, I, I think... In that context... Within that context, uh, and if uh, Comrade Zuma himself was part of those people who, were, who went through that uh, disciplinary process and was found guilty, I'd be willing to, if the ANC, if in, in terms of the ANC and what the outcome of that discussion, it's an ongoing discussion, by the way. It's not just a once-off or myself or anybody else. It's an ongoing discussion that we would need to keep at the back of our minds as we proceed um, and uh, the question I was asked is, what ultimately would 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 I do? And I said, look, you know, I'd go with whatever the majority says. We have forgiven. Minister, we are a, we, we are a forgiving people, but the due processes must be followed. Minister, I have to I have to come in there. I take you back to Polukwana. You. You essentially led the task team that advised the ANC on how to handle what was then still the possibility of 783 charges against uh, your then-elected president in Pulukwane. By going down this route again and even considering it, uh, the legal issues notwithstanding, I accept that, Mm -hmm. are you not simply repeating the same mistake? No. In Pulukwane... The, the ANC, in a conference that was duly um, qualified to elect a, a president of the ANC, decided to uh, elect President Zuma. He became the president of the ANC. And at that time, he still had 782 charges against him. On the very first meeting of the NWC, we were faced with a problem of what do we do? We do. We have a president who is facing charges. What should we do about this? And the answer was, which was a very logical one, let us understand these charges so that we are able to better inform ourselves about what to do. I became the head of that committee to understand what the charges were and to explain those charges to the NWC so that the NWC is able to understand what we are facing as the ANC with a president who is facing charges. It was not a legal matter. It was a matter of understanding so that the ANC is sensitized to what it is that their president is facing in the courts. And there is no contradiction between that and now. He was a president. We had to understand what it is he is, he is facing and gear ourselves up to, you know, uh, ensuring that uh, whatever happens, we are aware and uh, informed. We needed to be informed. Minister, right he now, was facing charges of fraud, 
corruption, racketeering, money laundering, amongst others. Those charges, even now in the twilight of his, of it is, of his administration, haven't gone away. So when you then put your hand up as a possible future president, not only of the ANC, but possibly of the country, and you say you are ready to serve, and yet you are part of shall we say, making all of these go away, they no, no, haven't. No, no, how no, are, no, then, no, how are no, you no. then to no, be, no, no, how are you no, then to be no, separated no, I, I from, from the perception of covering all of this up? No. It's absolutely important that journalists don't twist words because it is unethical. I was not part of making those uh, charges go away. I was part of making sure that we are informed. He had legal representatives. He had a team of lawyers who were dealing with that matter long before he became a president. We needed to understand what it was we were dealing with. I didn't make those charges go away. I don't think anybody had the right or the capacity to make those charges go away. He had his lawyers to defend him. I'm quite aware that you couldn't interfere in the legal process, but you again... The, the issue of a political solution, a political kind of amnesty is being mooted. No, That's no, exactly no, what, what was being discussed after Pulugwane, was that no, politically, no, no, how no, was no, the no, party no. to handle these? No, there was no amnesty discussed after Pulugwane, none. Because we, he, had not been, he had not been found guilty. We didn't discuss a political solution that involved uh, amnesty. So please be very careful when you deal with these matters because... It, it, you, you have to ensure that you are interpreting the situation correctly uh, and, and, and before you, you punish anybody else's uh, image going forward. Minister... It is not, we were not looking at a political solution then. We were not looking at an amnesty then. We were looking at the case to inform ourselves, and we did. By the time that he went through the courts, we were kept informed about what was happening. No amnesty then. Why now then? The issue of amnesty, I think, has been raised, uh, I think it was raised by um, the SACP at its its conference. And when I was asked on Sunday what my opinion would be, I thought, well, you know, it would depend what the issues are. But we do have a history of, you know, ensuring that our unity is the most important thing depending on what the charges are. Minister, there are those who would argue, and and personally, what's your response to the criticism from some people who would say that your involvement and your defense of this administration has trampled on your family's legacy? No. My family would defend the ANC with everything it had. And I am not standing as a candidate because of my family at all. I'm standing as a candidate because of... What I have, I have, uh, as in my own right, um, been through and what I feel about the ANC. And I would like that you take my family out of any of these discussions, if it is possible. But uh, at the same time, uh, you know, the, the, the public out there is free to judge and make their decisions on anything that they want to make their decisions on. Those things have to be factual. Those things have to be factual. Every step of the way, I have tried to defend and have defended the ANC with everything I have. I have been in the intelligence community, and our job was to defend the ANC 
by all means that were necessary and legal. All right, and Minister. That's exactly what I would do at all times, by any means necessary and legal and morally and ethically correct. I will defend the ANC. All right, Minister Lindu Sulu joining the fray for the presidency of the ANC, saying she'll defend the party by uh, all means necessary, within legal means, of course. And, uh, and, moral, and moral and ethical means. Moral and ethical means all included. Uh, that's Minister of Human Settlements, uh, Minister Lindiwe Sisulu. What are your thoughts? Uh, she says that, uh, you know, no amnesty was considered in Pulugwane, but perhaps uh, it is time to think about that now. Of course, uh, not interfering with the legal process. Uh, uh, do you think uh, this is the way the ANC should go and where does that place her in the running?